0: Good morning, thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alasita, who's on the line. Good morning, thank you for calling Declare Victory, this is Alusita, who's on the line.
1: Good morning, Valucita. Happy Wednesday is Brother Michael.
0: Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday to you as well.
1: Thank you, my dear. Have a great day
0: Thank you. Good morning. Happy Wednesday for street fun got got her back all the time. Amen. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Thalicita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Thalicita.
1: Who's on the line? Good morning, Thalicita. It's Diane. Happy Wednesday.
2: Good
0: morning, Diane. Happy Wednesday to you as well. I'm I'm All right. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us?
2: Good morning.
0: Good morning. Happy Wednesday.
2: This is Susie.
0: Hi, right, Susie. Good morning. Happy Wednesday.
3: Same to you. You have a wonderful and blessed day.
0: Thank you, you too. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alucita. Who else has joined us?
1: Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valisita, who's on the line. Good morning, J.C. Hi, Hi Valisita. Good
0: morning, Stacey. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, sweetie. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. This is Monica. Good morning, Monica. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning, thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who else has joined us?
1: Good morning, Valuables, Rochelle, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Declare Victory. Good morning, happy Wednesday, Rochelle. Good to hear your sound.
3: Happy Wednesday, Vivi. It's Didi always
1: waiting for my twine to go first. <laughs> Good morning. Happy Wednesday, Didi. Ashante is beautiful.
3: I saw her picture. Gorgeous baby. Oh, oh
1: thank you. <laughs> we we had to fight for that picture. <laughs> she she wouldn't want to be bothered that morning. <laughs> Thank you. Amen. You're welcome. Love
0: you. Love you too. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line?
3: Good morning, thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting?
0: Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place their phones on mute
1: and we'll begin the hosting.
0: Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable
3: Valisita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip your new walk with Christ. Be sure to join us throughout the rest of July, where the monthly theme is entitled Transformation. All of the declarations will focus on the importance of being transformed by the Holy Spirit as we yield to the will and plan of God in order to fulfill his purpose in our lives. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that Declare Victory Fast for anything that you may be believing in the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m.
1: Pacific Standard Time, when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity
3: to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths, along with prayer during the week and
1: outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at DeclareVictory.org or through PayPal at PayPal.me
3: forward slash DeclareVictory or through Cash App at dollar sign I Declare Victory Now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him.
1: There are no new prayer requests. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Rochelle. Declaration will be brought by Dion, and then we'll
3: go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and Corporate Praise will be brought by Rochelle. Declaration by Dion, and then closing comments will be hosted by Dion. The scripture for today is found in Luke chapter 6, verse 43 through 45. For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit.
1: For each tree is known by its own fruit. For figs are not gathered from the thorn bushes, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time we ask that you please place your
3: phones on mute
1: until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Rochelle. Have a blessed day.
3: Hallelujah.
1: I just want to take a moment just
2: to
3: as we prepare to go to the throne of grace, just to prepare your hearts to take a deep breath. As we wake up sometimes, we have certain things on our mind. We're Planning our day, we're rushing around, but we want to take this time just
1: to take a deep breath and honor the Lord with our with the first Ruhas of the day, his breath. Take a deep breath and just rest in Him. And as we
3: rest in you, O God, we come with Thanksgiving, O God. Lord, we come to you in the name of Jesus with the help of the Holy Spirit and by your grace, oh
1: God. We join with the heavenly host in making a joyful noise to you and serving you with gladness. Lord, we come before you with presence,
3: in your presence with singing and gladness in our hearts with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Lord, we know, perceive, recognize, and understand with approval that you are our God. It is you who made us and not we ourselves, and we are yours. We are your people and the sheep of your pasture. Father, we enter into your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise, and we offer a praise of thanks. Lord, we thank you that we allow us, O God, a new day, O God, to give you all the glory, honor that is
1: due unto you, O God, and we are delighted in doing so, O God. Lord, we bless and affectionately praise your name For you are good, and your mercy and your loving kindness are everlasting. For your faithfulness and truth endure to all generations. It is good and delightful thing to give thanks unto you, O Most High.
3: Lord, by your Holy Spirit, perfect the fruit of our lips. Help us to draw thanksgiving forth from the innermost resources. Lord, reach down into our most secret places of our hearts that we may offer a significant thanksgiving unto you, O God. No strings attached, O God. No ultimatums, O God. No uh, this and that, O God.
1: But just offer a heartfelt thanksgiving and praise just because of who you are. Lord, you are worth it. We prepare to listen to the
3: inner inner voice, O God, which is your Holy Spirit, O God. Lord, we yield, O oh God, that we may hear your Holy Spirit clearly, O oh God, that not only will we hear, O oh God, that we will obey, that we wouldn't second guess, oh God. Lord, we thank you for allowing us to walk in obedience, oh God, that we don't have
1: to second guess, but it becomes second, second nature and we can just do it. If the Holy Spirit say do it, move, just move and do what he says do. Thank you for your grace, which is teaching us to trust ourselves and others, but to trust you more than anything. Thank you for life. Hallelujah. And life in its abundance. Hallelujah. Lord is you that gave us a
3: desire to pray, to commune and conversate with you, O oh God, not just in the morning, but all throughout the day, O oh God, when we think of your goodness and all that you do, think of you as Jehovah Jireh and how you provide everything that we need, O oh God. Lord, you're so good that you provide everything that we need. And you also give us the desires of our heart, oh God. Lord, and you even surprise us with things that we didn't even know it was coming, oh God. But we thank you because you know, oh God. We thank you that you are Alpha and Omega, that you are the beginning and the end. And you are the process in between if we trust you, oh God. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you, hallelujah, in the prayer place that we meet, oh God, in our secret place, oh God, and we thank you for your word, oh God, that it is a lap into our feet and a light into our pathway, oh God, Lord, we are grateful, hallelujah, to be counted as uh, peculiar people, hallelujah, royal priesthood, oh God, thank you that we are children of the most high, oh God, and we can walk, hallelujah, in boldness. Thank you, oh God. Thank you. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you. Lord, um, there may not be any prayer requests that were submitted, but we know that you constantly have petitions and supplications all the time. So, Lord, I ask that you lift up those prayers and those supplications, oh God, that may not have been spoken today, oh God, but they are constantly at your feet and at your altar and leaning on your breast, oh God giving everything to you, oh God, Lord, that we can't handle the things ourselves, oh God, but we bring it to you, the creator of all, oh God. Lord, I lift up my own family to you, oh God. Lord, we rebuke the spirit of offense, oh God, what somebody thought somebody said or just the wrong thing or the wrong attitude and saying stuff at the wrong time, oh God. Lord, I pray that your blood just cover... Each one of my sons, oh God, in every situation, oh God, that it removes the stony heart of the situation or event that the enemy tries to come in, oh God, and put them in and cause division, oh
1: God. But Lord, I know that you are a God that is relational. And everything you do, oh God, is done in love, the
3: agape love, oh God. So Lord, I pray that for my family today, oh God. I pray that they remove everything that's not like you, O God, and your Holy Spirit go and arrest them, O God, and shake them up, O God, that their hearts become like soft, O God, and that your love covers and gives understanding and that they will be drawn back to each other, O God, that the spiritual offense, O God, will cease in my family, O God. Lord, you said if we confess things, oh, God. We speak those things out. The enemy can't stand hold of them, oh, God. So, Lord, I speak it and I cover it in your blood, oh, God, oh, God. I ask that you touch each one of my Declare Victory family, oh, God. Lord, that they be well and healthy, oh, God, in any challenges that they're going through, oh, God, that they know that they can come to you, oh, God, that you are the just God who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can think or ask, O God, according to
1: the faith that worketh in us, O God. Worketh your faith, sisters and brothers. Worketh the faith, O God, for he is worthy, God.
3: We have experienced him in different things and know that he can be trusted, that
1: he is the man, that he shall not lie. Neither the son of man shall he repent, O God. If he said it, stand on it, hold on it. Know that it shall come to pass.
3: Lord, I lift up our leaders to you, O oh God. I lift up my bishop and my first lady and my church family. I lift up Dion, O oh God, and her family and her church family, O oh God. Each and every uh, place where we worship, O oh God, that we go for you, O oh God, and not just go to be in the building, but we go, O oh God, to receive more of you, O oh God. To empty out, oh God, the things that are not like you. To empty out the traditional things. To empty out uh, the things that we believe and uh, don't understand. But we will find understanding, Lord, that we will have a new understanding of you. That we will be transformed, oh God, daily as we transform
1: our heart and our mind, oh God, and our soul. Lord, let your will become our will. Forgive us for our sins, oh God. Anything that we
3: may have said or done that wasn't pleasing unto you, O God. Help us to do better, O God. Help us to be mindful of one another, O God. The things that we may say or do, O God, that we do it for self-gratification, O God. Remove it in the name of Jesus. Lord, help us to yield and have consideration for one another, O God. Lord, just like on the news, they were shooting every Fourth of July. We know that they want to shoot guns, oh God, but those bullets have to come down somewhere, oh God. So, Lord, we pray that the Spirit go and arrest them, that they won't just do things, that they will be mindful and think, these bullets got to come down somewhere, oh God, and I don't want them to hurt anyone. So, Lord, I just pray that your Holy Spirit, that you reach your hand out, oh God, and touch the land from the north, east, south, and west, oh God that peace abound all, that we expound grace upon grace for each and every one, oh God. Lord, I thank you, oh God, for this place, oh God, where we can meet daily, oh God, that we can come, oh God, that we present ourselves, oh God, and we pour out, oh God, and we receive healing because we are coming together, oh God, that we are boards fitly joined together, that we lift each other up and we cover each other in prayer, oh God. And, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I ask my brothers and sisters to come and come with thanksgiving and also thank God in advance for what he'll do and what he has done and what he continues to do on a daily basis. Bring your prayers and your thanksgiving unto the Lord. Thank him with gratitude, with
1: grace, oh, God. Go ahead and take your phones off mute and allow the spirit to minister to you. And thank God call in your heavenly with
3: language, you God. He God thank Him, oh God, for your
2: expectations for what you, do, come, you know. He is, my God, we the and that we can count on you, oh God. That's show God. Hallelujah. That is not We are thankful the power of you, God, God. He he that changes God. Is that I As you are transforming the you Lord God. That you are transforming the I'm 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 sure we are. I'm sure uh, uh, are. I'm sure we are. I'm sure we are. i so are. I'm sure we are. the am sure we I'm sure we are. i and so he was <laughs> in I'm i you're going to be to do that. you going to be able to do that. You're going to be able to do that. You're not sure if you're going are going to be able to do that. are going to be able to do I you. Everywhere you. have your way in have your way in the world, man of the the world, man the man of the world, man of the world, the world, man of the world, the world, man of the 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 the
4: the the
2: Thank we thank you Lord,
1: i you, thank you. Thank you, O God,
2: for hearing our
3: heart's petition, O God. Thank you, O God, that we can come humbly and boldly to your throne of grace. Lord, we love you, O Lord. O our
1: strength. The Lord is our rock and our fortress, our deliverer, our God, our strength, in whom we will trust, our buckler
3: and the horn of our salvation and our high tower. We will call
1: upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved of my enemies. Lord, I thank you, O oh God, for this time.
3: Lord, I thank you for Dion as she come, O oh God, and help us and give us a word, O oh God, and pour into us, O oh God, how our life should be transformed unto you, O oh God. So, Lord, again as we present ourselves unto you, O oh God, as we incline an ear and listen and hear and apply the word,
1: I pass the call to Dion. God bless her.
3: Amen, amen, and amen again. Happy Wednesday to each of you. To God be the glory for the things that he consistently does. There is no one greater, no one kinder, no one uh, more frequent in our lives. And so I thank God this morning for another opportunity to get this thing called life right. Thank you um, to each of you. Thank you, Valuable. Thank you, Shale, for uh, taking us into a, a deeper place. Thank you all for lending your voices and your sound to these kingdom efforts that we have uh, collectively joined our hearts. Uh, New our spirits and our thought process in an effort to become greater, more refined, and prepared, but more importantly, equipped to do kingdom-building business. Happy Wednesday again to each of you. It's the day that we have set aside for fasting and for prayer. Um, It's nothing new. It is a demonstration of our faithfulness to our God. It is an aid and an assistant to you with regard to self-discipline, to preparing yourself not only to move forward in in your kingdom-building efforts, but literally to be able to hear the voice of God, to be built up in your most holy of faith so that when you are tested, when you try, uh, you can be proven. Listen, a, a heart that cannot be tested can absolutely not be trusted. We fast not for um, just to be doing something ritualistically on Wednesdays, but literally to create and build an altar there, a commitment there, a level of surrender that pushes us into places of transformation. Um, and, And I won't say effortlessly, transformation is absolutely deliberate, Everything about it uh, requires intentionality, submission, and an idea that it is your responsibility to submit yourself to the Father. And so um, I want to encourage us all to, if you've not committed yourself to a specific time of prayer and fasting, that you would develop, cultivate, and create a, a, a... I don't want to say pattern, but um, absolutely select a specific time to get yourself to a place where fasting is just part of your life. Um, living a fasted life changes a lot of things. Um, and not only does it change things, uh, it helps you to make sure that you're not in church, but rather in Christ. Amen. And just not eating is not fasting. It is literally a time of consecration, a time of being set apart as we studied the entirety of the month last month. um, That makes the difference in how well you hear God. Um, I have a a special prayer request that if uh, for those that are fasting, if you would do this for me. um, You guys have heard his name on multiple occasions. It's Actually, the foster family, Patrick and Inez um but i am uh compelled to share with you all to please pray for my friend patrick i'll thank you in advance again we are talking about transformation talking about transformation and um this this month in and of itself has not only blessed me but um it's encouraged me it's uh, drawn me in even a little bit closer to uh the horns of the altar in such a way that what I'm discovering is the more we yield ourselves to the truth of who God says we are, um the greater revelation we get about who he is, but more importantly, about who we are, whose we are, and what we were created and or designed to do. Um, in, in these trying times, in these frustrating times, there are things that God has need of us to be equipped for. And what what I am beginning to realize, and I, I don't know that I thought this in, in times past, but the truth is that uh the majority of Modern day believers have a relationship with church, but not so much a relationship with Christ. Um, and it is it is a little unending that we could spend as much time culturally in places, spaces, and time wherein um, we are listening to the word of God but not hearing the word of God. We are listening to the word of God, but unfortunately not hearing the word of God. We've all heard the scripture now faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the word of God, the relationship that we have with the word of God will be the determining factor of how well we hear him. I'm not just talking about uh, reading the word of God. I'm talking about the word of God, him Jesus, Christ crucified, the living word, the light of the world, uh, the, the bright and morning star. I'm talking about our savior, um, and, and having and cultivating, building, developing, maintaining and managing, submitting to and surrendering, surrounding the truth of the word of God is an isolated incident for each of us. It is our uh, ideology of who Jesus is that takes us into a place of understanding and all by getting we are to get and understanding. It is our responsibility to seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of its righteousness that everything else would be added unto us. And there is a method to this. What I am also discovering is that uh, we have as Uh, nations, as culture, as creed, created our own uh, ideas and identity through one of two things. Either it is the revelation of who God is, or it is the lack thereof. My people perish for lack of knowledge. uh, Over the course of the last several months, um, my mandate in this hour, in this season, and as God clarifies even the more, uh, the mission under which I've been sent to the earth realm, mute your phones for us, um, I recognize today, probably more than ever, that I am sent with regard to evangelical efforts, that evangelism is probably uh, one of my strongest Uh, ministry functions and our operations. It is the mantle under which I'm I'm sent into the earth. It's the reason that uh, the arrow of my life, the arrow of my spirit, the arrow of my will has been aimed and directed at specific places. Because if we can get you to Jesus, walk you through the process of uh, deliverance, because deliverance isn't just a a come out holler. It is a course of action uh, that indicates that as they went, they were healed. If I can get you healed in your thinking, if I can get you healed to a place of revelation, um, now mind you, I don't do it through my power, but if the Spirit of God can be loosed in such a way that you begin to understand your identity as it relates to who Christ says you are, uh, do you realize how many people's lives would be altered if you were in position, if you really uh, went through the process of transformation, right? Uh, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There is a process to this, the process of transformation. And so um, this morning, I'm going to just share a little bit now what I will tell you, uh, just because of how I'm getting downloaded into, there will be several scriptures that uh, I'll share. So you may want to grab a pen, prepare your heart to be a student this morning, um, and and as we walk into this, um, probably more of an, an evangelism discussion than anything, my prayer is that you come into a deeper revelation of who Jesus is but moreover a deeper revelation of who he says you are um for for some of you that you know may or may not follow me on social media um the other day um was was a peculiar day what what i'm also learning is that um not only is the timing of the Lord, always perfect. But the closer you get to understanding that this relationship that we have with the son of man is, um, an all revealing relationship. And the the more you lean in, the more you chase after him, the more you spend time in prayer, the more you spend time in worship, um, The more you identify the purposes on your life, the more you identify the necessity of grace, the more you identify your need for not only his hand on your life, but the heart of the Father in an effort to be love and light so that someone else's life would be altered through the power of your transformation uh the other day i received i guess it was the day before yesterday uh i received an inbox message um and I, I made a post about it and the reason i made the post is not necessarily about um like well my my boast is always going to be in the lord but what it did for me was i got a greater revelation of who i am <laughs> It was very humbling. It was uh, rather life-altering. It kind of shifted me again. And uh, as you start to grow and mature in the faith, you start to recognize times and seasons. You start to recognize when the wind has curved to the east or the west. You start to identify uh, where momentum is necessary and withdrawal is relevant you start to identify how uh not only the distinguished sound of the voice of the master but uh the, the sound and its instruction becomes a lot more clear and uh, as i opened this inbox message a, a woman sent me a message and began to tell me uh, about my childhood experiences in church, and she went from, I remember you being here to, I remember you going there. But I also remember being upstairs in St. Luke Missionary Baptist Church on 9th Street in Richmond.
2: <laughs>
3: it was about eight or nine blocks away from uh, my childhood uh, apartment for a season. Uh, 163 Marina Way South, honey. That That's right down the street from what we call the 15th Street Park and uh she said we were standing upstairs and she asked me uh, and and you asked me had i accepted jesus as my personal <laughs> lord and savior now y'all keep in mind when i went to this particular church i mean i was a girl i was i was a child and i i i don't I don't remember her. I don't remember her face. I don't remember seeing her. I I don't remember knowing her. She told me about all my friends and stuff we used to do, and I'm thinking to myself, Lord, who is this woman, and what is she talking about? Where did she come from, and what's the bottom line? (laughs) Well, the bottom line is that I've been who I am. In other words, I was I was made for this. What it what it did for me, um, her her statement was that I stopped everything I was doing as a child and prayed with and for her that she would uh surrender her life to Christ and told her to repeat after me and all this stuff, and I'm thinking to myself, did at at eleven, twelve, was that what I
2: was doing? Wow,
3: Jesus. Thank you for that reminder. Thank you for that a suggestive nudge that um even though as a child, and this is now keeping in mind it is a Baptist church. The the Holy Spirit was not a topic, it was not a um it was not a a constant conversation. (laughs) Honestly, um, I spent most of my childhood life listening to the cross and Calvary. And three days later, he got up. But the truth is that that was not the quote, unquote, gospel. That was a pathway to the truth of what the gospel yields and holds. But I didn't know anything about being spirit-led, so to speak. I remember even being a child, and I promise I'll give you um, text to surround the conversation, but I remember being a kid uh, and thinking to myself, there's absolutely positively got to be more uh, to church than this. Y'all talking about an all-powerful, all-seeing, all-knowing God, and ain't nothing happening. I I see the same uh, 7,500 people, 50 people, however many people it was, every single week. And then I hear them in their conversations by the bathroom, or uh, I, I catch them out at the grocery store, and I know who they are, but they may not see me. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, um, how do you have uh, this amazing God that you guys talk about Sunday after Sunday, but nothing about who you are is amazing. (laughs) I know that's cold game, but uh, the truth is that we spend a whole bunch of time in buildings and going through the ritualistic processes of uh, talking about who God is, but still not having a clue uh, of, of who he is the I amness of the great God that we serve, not necessarily believing for ourselves that our prayers will be answered or our lives and hearts will be changed, not necessarily knowing what it looks like to be esteemed in the things of the kingdom uh, because we are so steeped in religion and tradition and ritualistic rules. And the the crazy part is that I know so many people that have been in church their entire life and their ignorant to the truth of kingdom principles, kingdom laws, kingdom structures, don't really understand that this uh, wonderful, amazing, life-altering book that we read is a legislative document, but moreover, it's a love letter to the body. The more I have conversations with people about quote unquote church and uh what that means to them about uh the fact that I'm a i am you know, I used to be a Christian, uh, but now I'm more spiritual. <laughs> well, my left and right chakra, and I'm probably saying it wrong 'cause child, I don't have time for none of that if I serve the God that rules the universe. That is Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end. He's the first. He's the last. He doesn't have a beginning, so he'll never have an ending. The omnipotent, omniscient, all-seeing, all-knowing, revelatory God that we serve, uh, and that for those that ever stepped foot in a building, we had an opportunity to experience the builder, the builder of all things, the creator of all time. But unfortunately, we miss it. Some of us on the line today, you may have been calling. And and, and now this is, this is me. Um, and I'm probably going to make you a little uncomfortable, right? up and through here there are people on this line that have been on this line for years some cases a bunch of regression in other cases a lack of revelation in additional cases um, still dealing with feelings of um, being unworthy and Still dealing with the emotions of not being um, qualified or capable and not having the courage to move into the things of God that you know that you're purposed for to a certain degree, but there's still a major uh, deficit in your revelation of who God says that you are. And as I talked to this woman on the phone as she um, rambled and, and ranted, and and it, it wasn't a bad thing. It was just a, um, you know, you spend too much time by yourself, you start to teach yourself a whole new gospel. <laughs> and I listened to this woman say um, that had we not had that encounter, she said it is to this day, as she had replied to me when i asked her if she had accepted christ in her heart she said i, I don't think so you know uh, and and that's not necessarily um a real thing i guess it, it is but it's not I, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later in the love life and victory conversation but um having confessed christ not really knowing what you have access to. I mean, you'll, you'll get into heaven, but how many of you know that there are levels to this? No different than the government here in the earth. No different than um, how community is set up and how things are established um, to maintain order in the earth. So it is in heaven. As it he is in heaven, so shall it be in Earth? it is our responsibility to get heaven to Earth, but how do you do that when you don 't even know where you fit? we're talking about transformation this morning. hopefully uh, this will grow you up like the bamboo shoot. Somebody uh, under the sound of my voice will catch that revelation, and I assure you things are growing under uh, the surface, things are growing uh, beneath the soil but the the truth is for for many of us, those moments. Those seconds, those experiences, one after the other, bring us into a place of greater revelation and greater understanding and as I listened to this lady and as she began to tell her story, and she was super excited about um connecting and and again i don't oh i don't I don't remember, but what I heard in her voice, and she said it, she said, "I used to do." X, Y, and Z. I used to be this at church. I used to be that at church. I used to go here at church. I used to minister here. But uh, what I found is that I kept on pouring and had no one to pour into me. I promise I'm going to give you some text. and so I just listened. She didn't really give me an opportunity to say much of anything. I just listened. I listened. I listened. And as she told her story and talked about her disappointment and chagrin uh, with the fact that she didn't have community, that she didn't have anyone to support her, that she was the strongest person in her circle, she said, I finally decided that uh I'll just isolate here and And stay in my lane here, I'm not on social media. I don't go here. I don't go there. I don't do this. I don't She told me about all the things that she was unwilling to do, and I'm listening, and I'm asking myself the question, okay, and so you called me because what so you got saved to minister to the paint, to the walls, and the religion was so, um, man, I, it it is the most painful thing as a, a kingdom citizen to experience people on a constant base that have uh, an understanding of what church is. But man, more bound than people in some cases that have never encountered who Jesus is, that scares me. Not only does it scare me, but it it makes me uncomfortable for the reason that there are people that you were created uh, to empower, to inspire, to encourage. But without knowing who you are, how do you do that with confidence? How do you do that from a place of not only confidence but competence in the truth of who he is? Now, keep in mind, I grew up in Baptist church. But for those of you that know me personally, listen, if you make some rules, this was in times past, if it does not make sense to me, I got 500 questions. And if you are unable to answer them, I'm not going to deter until I get the right answer. And I spent many years, as probably many of you have, asking questions about things that not only didn't necessarily make sense, but how do I apply this to my life? How do I put things in proper perspective to get to a place of revelation or deeper understanding of not only who Jesus is, but who I am and my significance in the earth? Now, I'm I'm saying all of that because for real, I've known that evangelism and discipleship is key to me. Um, but I also know that because of how I hear and because of how I see, those things are significant in how I evangelize. Those things are significant in how I operate um, in as a teacher. Those things are significant in how I operate in cases and situations where deliverance ministry is necessary and sometimes it's the hollering and screaming, get out. Sometimes it's the literally holding people's hands, walking them to the other side. In order for you to get a greater revelation and walk into places of transformation, you have to have not only a relationship with Jesus, but you have to be able to hear him. You have to be able to discern when to shift and when to flow, when to sit and when to stand, when to stop and when to go. Uh, That being said, let's, Let's go to scripture right quick. And I'm going to start with Genesis, the 12th chapter, super familiar passage of scripture. We have heard it 179 million times. We'll probably hear it 7 billion more times before we leave the face of the earth. And it's just the story of Sarah and Abraham. God told Abraham to leave your country and your family and your father's home for a land that I will show you. And I'll make you a great nation and bless you and I'll make you famous and you'll be a blessing and I'll bless those that bless you and I'll curse those that curse you. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. Four. So Abraham left as God said, and Lot left with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he left Haran. And Abraham took his wife, Sarai, and his nephew, Lot, with him, along with all the possessions and people that they had gotten in Haran and set out for the land of Canaan and arrived uh, at, and arrived safe and sound. Abraham passed through the country uh, as of Shechem and the oak of Morer, And at the time, of the Canaanites actually occupied that land. And God appealed to Abraham and said, I will give you this land to your children. And Abraham built an altar there at the place that God had appeared to him. I'm going to pause right there real quick. Do you remember the place that God appeared to you? Super pregnant pause. Do you recall the moment that the awareness of who God is in his isness became clear to you? Can you pinpoint the moment that something happened that was catalytic in your life that shifted you in such a way that you knew that there was something in addition to what you had experienced? Now, get this, the fact that uh, the lady sent me the inbox message took me all the way back uh, to that little church on Ninth Street. Pastor Green was my pastor. He used to slap the side of his head. He had a jerry curl, y'all. Can y'all imagine that? And he he had this holler and he birthed many, many sons. And obviously, God trusted him. His hand was on his life. There are ministers all throughout the Bay Area that came out of that little church, that small building. Um, But I remember one Sunday, and it, it has potentially could be the Sunday this young lady is talking about. And I remember standing um, on the side, there was a little overflow or um, a, a little excess room where you could sit kind of in the cut. And I remember this overwhelming feeling overtook me. And I literally um, took off running. And, and this was, you know, this wasn't a, a shout and dance and type church. You know, Baptist fits are different than uh, Holiness, Pentecostal, Church of God in Christ, uh, Apostolic dances and shouts. And in so doing, now keeping in mind that the idea of who God was had always been present in the back of my mind's eye, so much so that I would walk to church from my grandmother's house to St. John on 55th Street or 52nd, Street, whichever. Um, but I, I remember knowing that something had transpired. I, I did not necessarily know what, keeping in mind, I grew up in Providence Missionary Baptist Church on 12th Street, just three short blocks over, where I got baptized. Um, but I didn't know any of what any of that was. But this one time where I literally could feel the presence of God, I knew that something was different. I, I remember that sitting in this particular church, was I was like, this is, it has got to be more. In my mind, I'm wondering, when Abraham heard God say, um, get up, leave everything that's familiar, and go to a place, which I'll show you, take your family, and get, How, how did he know who God was? How did he recognize his voice? How did he not think that he needed some lithium or some um, Invecta? How, how did he not know that uh, he, he might have needed some Prozac or some uh, psychotropic medications to um, alter his thought process? What in him not only recognized that this was a real thing, this abrupt shift in his life, where it wasn't just affecting him, he had a wife. He disrupted everything that was familiar, everything that he had been firmly acquainted with in an effort to follow after a God that he could not see he He had the courage uh to leave what he had been brought up under in an effort to get to who he was called to pull under him. He he had to have had an intimate relationship with the father. He had to have had some type of a knowing in the back of his mind that it can't just be mama and daddy's voice that I hear. I mean, I know that I'm here, but certainly something created them, certainly something designed them, certainly something uh, pieced and put them together. I, I wonder how he understood and identified that it was the voice of God. I got a quick question for you. Do you hear him? Are you, are you available for the audible voice of God? And in some cases, it sounds just like you. In other cases, it may sound like grandma or Aunt Jessica, whoever has been significant in your life. Do you have the capacity to hear the voice of God, to listen to the instructions of God, And move in such a way that it takes you to a place of destiny and purpose and prominence. Are you available? Are you open? Do you have uh, the quality time to spend with God in an effort to get to a place of revelation so that you walk and operate in full transformation? In the ninth verse of of the 12th chapter, it says, uh, and Abraham kept moving Steadily making his way south to the Negev, and we've talked about the Negev several times. It it means desert places. It means place of um, technically barren land. But what we later discovered is that even the deserts are lush uh, in certain seasons. And then a famine came to the land, and Abraham went to Egypt to live in it. And it was a hard famine. And he, as he drew near to Egypt, he said to his wife Sarah, Look. We both know that you're a beautiful woman, and when the Egyptians see you, they're going to say, ah, <laughs> that's his wife, and then they're going to kill me. But they'll let you live. Do me a favor and tell them you're my sister. Because of you, they'll welcome me and let me live. Listen, a- Abraham had embarked upon a journey that um took him out of his comfort zone It took him into places and spaces in time where uh, number one he had to be strategic about how he moved now I know we focus on his lie we focus on the fact that he was a, a quote-unquote storyteller and he fabricated certain things but I, I'm sure that there was something in the back of his mind's eye that said listen if I don't do it this way It's going to create this thing. There had to have been something on the inside of him that he understood the voice of God and how to maneuver is similar to uh, David going from cave to cave and similar to Elijah going from um, uh, one brook to uh, uh, the palaces and to the the woman's house. Every single one of the Bible characters, the the people that we have so closely followed for thousands of years, generation after generation. uh, There were always moments of strategy and structured plans, but you've got to and be able to hear the voice of God, a, a Gideon or a, 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 a Moses. Hey, Moses, go up to this mountaintop and all these different things. Can you hear him? Do you recognize the voice of God? Now, I'm going to ask you all a question, and right where you are, you don't have to take your phone off mute. But is anybody out here lost? You, you out here just I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what the plan is. Now beyond, I can't hear God's voice. I'm not sure what the instruction is. Anybody here? I listen as a prophetic act, and you can do whatever you want to do, but I'm I'm telling you, uh, under the auspice of which I'm speaking in this moment, I dare you to just raise your hand. God is me. I'm lost. I I don't know. I don't hear you. Um I read my Bible and it sounds like Chinese. Um I pretty much basically have my fingers in my ears. I'm 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 listening but I'm I'm not hearing you. I'm listening, but I've not discovered who you are uh, in, in the, quote, unquote, pardon of my sins. I've not been established in any type of level of ministry. I mean, you know, God, I'm not that significant, so what I'll do is absolutely nothing. I'm just going to stand here. I'm going to keep showing up for this little call because, you know, technically, you know, it's it's me making an effort, Jesus. But I But I can't. Hear you. I don't I don't know what to do next. I don't know what it looks like to move forward in purpose and promise. I'm not sure what the strategy is for my life. I'm not certain of the fact that I was created to do anything. I'm kind of just here. And unfortunately, what I've discovered is a lot of people are kind of just here, not growing, not not going. Not pushing forward or propelling to anything, but but literally just kind of going along, as Valerie would say, to get along. Just kind of showing up at church because it appears like, it, you know, that makes you a good person. It's the right thing to do. Uh, how many of you know that there's got to be more? There's There's got to be more to life than... Sundays and Tuesdays or Sundays and Wednesdays or Sundays and Fridays whatever day it is that you are called to worship uh week after week and and I don't I don't mean no harm but in this season, in this hour where there is a world that is hungry, thirsty, and dying because we as the ones who are created to have dominion, the ones that were created to walk in authority and power and victory and prominence, we as a people are at a loss for words because we can't hear the voice of God, because we we don't have re- uh, relationship, we have religion, because we don't have Christ, we have church, because we have not established um any type of methods we 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 don't have no altar moments we don't have a set time to sit before the father and meditate on the truth of who he says we are through his word we don't know how to operate in dominion because uh our will to see established in the earth what we think should be here as opposed to what he already declared about who you are be established in and through you so that you could be multiplied Keeping in mind that the word of God says, greater works than these shall ye do in my name. Abraham, bet it all. He packed up his things and he gathered himself and he gathered his family and he gathered Lot. And even Lot being considered, quote unquote, a problem was a part of the systematic process for God to teach us, what not to do, how not to live, what things to identify in the process of getting to him. But if you can't hear him, you'll never leave your family. You'll never leave the place that you've been that's been safe and comfortable and protected. It's the place where you you can do life effortlessly. Nothing ever has to change. Transform for what? I'm going to be sitting right here. I'm going to be doing absolutely the same thing I was doing last year and the year before that and the year before that, and the year before that, I'm going to continue in this pattern of absolute nothingness. Ineffective. I, I pray, Dion, but I, I don't believe that it's going to happen for me. Usually, my prayer sounds more like begging than praying because I'm not really sure that God hears me because I don't. Spend time in his presence. One of the things that I loved as this story continued. Um, as, as Abraham, every single time Abraham recognized that something had transpired, that there had been a transaction in the heavens, that he had exchanged his fear for faith in those moments, um, he built an altar. The Bible consistently says, and he worshiped. These Wednesdays for us are our altar moments. They are the moments that we have set aside to um put off our own motives, agendas, and objectives in order to uh, obtain to receive and be stretched in capacity to house the truth of who God says we are. Some of you on this line are absolute giants, and I'm talking about giants in the kingdom I mean like i I see you and uh, unfortunately, I can't give you. In your understanding how I see you, I see you one way and you see you another. And the the, the uncomfortable part is until you walk through your process, I can't superimpose who I know you to be. On you, you have to go through your own process. You have to go through your own, quote, unquote, deprogramming, debugging, defunking, debunking, all the different things that cause you to deconstruct old systems that are no longer serving you, old structures that are no longer holding you up, old structures that were created to be scaffolding, but instead you've made them home and moved in and you dwell there. Some of you are probably some of the most prominent teachers I've ever encountered. Not just teachers of the word, but your life is an instructor, and you spend all your time in three locations. You go to work, you go to church, and you go home. Who are you helping? How is that kingdom? How is that affecting transformation in anybody else's life? Can I tell you something? You might get mad. I don't care. You heck of selfish. Abraham had not only the courage to move out of comfortable places, he not only had the courage to to move out of uh, what was familiar, what was comfortable, uh, he went into scary territories. Can I tell y'all something? This kingdom-building thing, man, sometimes it's it's ugly out here. From your timeline <laughs> to the back streets. It is so unfair that um, our lives have been reduced to the mentality of workers be it an entrepreneur or an employee, it doesn't matter. There are people, places, times, and seasons that we are all responsible for showing up, and the unfortunate part is we've become so complacent in, in our basic lives. and in, in some cases, our forgettable lives, y'all. That we don't have the courage to move out of the place of comfort into the place of transformation so that the lives of those that should be transformed can be. We've been talking about Abraham for thousands of years. Y'all know why we're still talking about him? Because he had the courage to leave what was comfortable. He had the courage to leave what was familiar. He had the courage to to charter into new territories, places he had never been. It was a journey. It was a system. It was a process. He had to unlearn and then relearn what God's voice sounded like. But I assure you, uh, he kept on building an altar. He kept on finding and making time to worship. Transformation takes place. When we understand the significance of the power of our worship, the power of our prayer lives, the power of us having the self-discipline to sacrifice a few meals just to get to another place in revelation of who God is in an effort to change nations, you guys. Next week, I'm going out of town um, again. And, and and I began to ask the question, I, I'm not sure how, I, I, Lord, where, where am I going to, to a place where people are coming from all kinds of different nations and I'm asking myself, you know, what you doing? How, how are you doing it? But the beautiful thing is, because I can hear him, I'm going by myself, which was not my plan. Um, God, I'm... Going to, to to this place, and I I know that there's something significant there. I don't I don't know what it looks like, but if you send me, I'll go. I don't I don't care where it is. I don't care what it costs me. I don't care what I have to do to get to the place where the people that you've designed me to empower, the people that you've designed me to encourage, the people you've designed me to impart into God. Wherever you send me, I'll go. Whatever it costs me, I'll pay. Whatever the price Process I'll go through to get to. I want to ask you what about your transformation is important enough to get you to a place of revelation? What about your process has you stagnant in such a way that you can't even hear if he tell you to go left or or go right? What is stagnant? What waters in you are still in such a way that you don't understand that your life is made to build lives of others in whatever genre uh, you are called to under whatever mantle uh, rests on you? Who are you, honey? My prayer is that the transformation begin to take place. I I pray that even the the words of my mouth this morning uh provoke you to almost get annoyed with the fact that I I don't if you raise your hand and you don't know, listen, I'm going to need you to do the work. I'm going to need you to go through the process. You are necessary. We need you. There are people whose lives are depending on you, having a revelation of who God says you are for nothing other than the fact that somebody is going to die because you refuse to transform. I'm super over my time. Um, this, this is the time that we have set aside. Uh, for those of you that may or may not have had an opportunity to say good morning you can do it now
4: good morning this is swanita great word oh man good morning for either
2: good
3: morning good morning, morning. good morning, i think diane good
0: morning diane and stop yelling at me <laughs>
3: Oh, it was who? It was <laughs> oh, hey. Ha. <laughs> Sorry. My my hearing was a little off. Good morning, Dion. Good morning. <laughs> this is Diane. Yeah, there you go. All right. Amen. <laughs>
2: Good
3: morning. This is Georgia. Hey, Georgia girl. Good morning, sis. <laughs> it's Boxy. Hey, Mox, Good morning, babe.
0: Good morning. This is Mary.
3: Hey, Mary. Good morning. Good morning. morning. This is Gloria.
1: Hey, Gloria. Hey, Mom. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Patsy. Hi, Patsy. Good morning. Good morning, Dion. It's Persistent Priscilla. Hey,
3: persistent
0: Priscilla.
3: Good
1: morning,
0: Miss B.
3: Hey, Miss B. Good morning. Good morning. This is Leisha. Hey, Leisha. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Dion. Good morning, Sunshine. Good morning, Dion. Good morning. This is Monica. Hi, Monica you just going to
2: set me on fire again this morning. <laughs> good. <laughs>
3: God is so
2: good. You, I just want to encourage you to go wherever God is telling you to go. Cause Listen, I, honey,
3: you, can, you can't keep I, me I, from it. I
2: can't. I'm telling you, you don't <laughs> never know where he wants you to go.
3: I was in my bed in, in the wait, 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 dream. wait, 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 hold hold on, Monica. Let's finish doing the good mornings, and then we will go into love, life, and victory. And okay, then, well, then you I can you share, that. share. Okay. Amen. Okay. Amen. Good morning, Bye. Pastor D. I. This is Sister Lisa.
2: Hey, hey, hey. Hey,
3: hey. Hey, hey, you talking, you all in my business.
2: <laughs> 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 Thank God. I'm easy to hear it. Thank you. <laughs> Amen.
3: Hey, morning. Dion, love you. Hey,
4: Chris,
0: love you back. Good morning. Well, good morning. Natasha, hey, good morning. Hey, babe, good morning.
1: Good morning, Dion, this is Trina. Hey, Trina, good morning. Good morning, dear Hey, good, good morning.
3: I'm listening to Hey, Jacqueline, I haven't heard your voice in a minute. Good morning.
2: Good
3: morning. Anybody else? No, no testosterone? I don't, I don't get none this morning. And, D.D., don't you change I said good morning earlier, I think. Oh, I I don't know. I didn't hear you, bro. Good morning, E.
1: Hey, what's up, little sis?
0: What's up? Anybody (laughs)
1: else?
3: Amen. Amen. Well, we'll walk right into love, life, and victory. Anybody. Got anything. I do.
1: Go ahead. I want to see. I'm a God chaser. And Amen. brought up memories. Um, I was a little girl and I went to a church called the Little Burning Bush. Mm-hmm. And that's where I remember,
4: like you said, receiving something, but you didn't know what it was. And I just remember crying, and I remember the people that I was around, the lady that I used to hang around went to her house. She was saying
1: that I had received God. I had received the Holy Ghost and stuff like that.
4: And um, that's the people that, um, even though I was with my mom and stuff, that's who I would always go to church with until something major happened to me in in that in, in my life with that family member, the man. And mm. that's what I remember I think all my
1: um teaching or what I was going to learn all of it stopped because of what
3: had happened at that house. Mm. My daughter called and asked me uh, the had a feeling it was something that happened. She apologized. And um, I was just naive, didn't know nothing. And as I'm growing and stuff like that, I'm like, okay, that's why they moved, because he could have gotten in trouble. Mm -hmm. But I'm picking up right now as, you know, I'm picking up right now, you know, because I didn't really have anybody. I was always in church, but I didn't have nobody in my ears. So God is picking it up right now after 50-something years. Right, learning him, being a God chaser. I'm reading the book, being a God chaser, and what I'm doing now is just in His Word, chasing after Him, reading after Him, just get trying to learn more of Him, loving Him, and um, I'm I'm not I I the the like you was saying the um Revelation. I can't find my tablet, but you know how it's has gone oh here it is um the um transformation is the revelation and just it's just stuff just coming to me pray you know keep praying keeping his word and you know i i feel i i feel it and i see that god is doing the work in me you know everybody he's got everybody in their own timing what he's doing and i appreciate this prayer line there's so many times where i just try to stay away and I keep coming back and I keep hearing stuff and I keep writing down stuff. So I, I, I thank God that I'm a God chaser. I I I truly thank God for you, woman of God, Pastor Dion Jackson. Um, the different prayer lines that I'm i do I, on. I really thank you guys because it's it's open up opening up so many doors where I'm seeing that God is
1: just He's doing a work in me and I thank you. Amen.
3: God be praised. Good to hear. Your sound is shifting, Cynthia. I can, I can hear it. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Hello. Hey, hello. Hello. The entrance of thy words giveth light to and give And as, as understand. Light. oh, bless it. <laughs> When I move, you move, just like that. God just bless like you. Just like that. Glory Luke, to
1: Jesus. Glory to his name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. That's good stuff, baby.
3: You know I can't live without it. Well, what, what, if he say go to go to Timbuktu, all right. What time I'm leaving? It's all
2: good. Yeah.
3: Do you know where you're going to? I love that. <laughs> nope. You, <do. laughs> you, hear you me? know. Nope. I, you know. You know. I have to get my my, my soprano in early. Um, when you said been in church and not in Christ. Took me back growing up, you know, where I grew up at Davis Jumbo. Feel me? Anyway, um, just that whole foundation. And I know when I got my Gymnastics or all the role, whatever you want to say it, um, it just changed everything, but it also made me understand that I'm not made like anybody else. So people may not understand me, but the glory belongs to him. So I just, what you shared this morning just gave me, I got excited. I could go back when you was talking about being at the church, you, you know, the, what the lady shared with you. I saw it as you were speaking. I could see it because that's who you've always been. Radical self, that radical, you've been radical and how we connected. I'm just excited. There's so much I want to say, but I don't want to be long on the call because I want to get muted, but I just love you and I thank you for you. Being you, being on fire, and being just being radical because you're radi- being radical changed so many lives. Love you. Hey, man, I, I love you too. Love hey, you too. thank the, you for
1: that. Hey, the shade of it all. I'm gonna get you, Didi. Um The um, the, <laughs> the fact of um, when
3: you, the trans the transformation part is so dope when you know that God tells you to do something, not even just going, but doing something. Um, It just reminded me, I had to share with Lady how the highway patrol passed me, and I'm in my car, he's going one way, and I said, have a good day, sir. Uh, Of course he couldn't hear me, but the Lord said, pray for him. And when you said what you said about um, if you don't do it or if you don't say it or whatever, somebody might because of that. For whatever reason, if the Holy Spirit tells you to pray for somebody, then just do it. We we don't know why, but I thank God that we have an ear to hear, a heart to receive, and a will to obey. So Grace share says you always get us right. All, all, all I see is you handing a thirsty person water to drink. So I love you and I thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Pastor Um uh, i um, um, good. Morning again, this is Jeffrey. Um morning, earlier when you were talking about um fasting, you said you don't want to say a habit or something like that.
1: I believe the word yes. you're looking for is discipline.
3: Yes, absolutely discipline.
1: No no question. Thank you.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no question. Yes, ma'am, you are absolutely accurate. And and that's it's a discipline. It is literally living a fasted life. And it, it takes a certain level of discipline and it ain't fun all the time. Especially when he tell you to do stuff like forty days, you'd be like, Really? Forty days? Lord, I'm gonna die.
0: Can
2: I call that again? <laughs> mm, so uh when Didi came on, I heard um she says,
3: you know, I'm I'm unique, I'm different. And I I'm screaming when I say this everybody ain't like you and that's a good thing right Like the colors of the rainbow god created Mm -hmm. us all uniquely different so thank you Dee, for always saying that thank you for the revelation from god today that we all are different like the colors of the rainbow and um, everybody ain't like you and he purposely did that Amen. Real real talk. It's it's a real it's a real thing. And and the, the the crazy part is learning how to be authentically you as um keeping in mind we are all living walking epistles. Somebody somewhere is reading your life. We are all um And and keep in mind that all of us have very significant roles in the kingdom. For some people, it is um, prophetic unction. For some people, it's the office of the prophet. For other people, some epistles, some evangelists, some preachers, some teachers. And, And identifying your location is not only necessary, it is mandatory to add to the kingdom. Our our goal is, if you, you look around, for those of you that are now back in the building and attending uh, in-person worship, ask yourself this question. When the last time somebody came to church because they watched your life? When the last time you connected with somebody who had never been introduced to Jesus? When is the last time somebody's life was not only imparted to, but transformed because of who you are as it relates to kingdom living. If, if you go to church Sunday and you look around, how many new faces, That might be 50 people there, right? 50 people there every Sunday, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, them same 50 people. We show up at church for, to do in order to what? Anybody got, anybody got an answer? Look, I'll wait. It's worship. We go to church to worship God and to have impart, the word imparted to us for our spiritual growth. Yeah, but but listen, listen to my question from a different location. See, because the the Bible said, and they went from house to house, right? Mm-hmm. They would keep in mind when when Jesus was here on earth, when his ministry began at at 33 years old. It, it, if we if we consider the fact that every time he started to speak. Thousands of people showed up. Everybody Mm -hmm. currently, and and now this is not in, in every set of circumstances. So now I went to go visit a church a couple of weeks ago. There was a line down the street an hour before the church opened. and And being in the in the place or in the location, I understand why they not he's he not religious he's teaching truth to power that's freeing people miracle signs and wonders and stuff are happening in that location. The prophetic word is going for all the fivefold ministry is actually active I'm saying all of that to say some of you all are called to be prophets some of you all are called to be evangelists some of you all are specifically designed to be apostles, and you don't know your office, you don't know your location, you don't know your place, you don't know where you're supposed to stand, so there's a void, there's a missing piece. It shouldn't just be the same 50 people every Sunday. That's slow. And they added to the church daily. What are you doing to add to the church daily? For some people, you call to the backslider. Other people, you call to new converts additional people. You call to the body to teach and advance them in maturity and capacity to not only receive the word, but then to go out and impart it from a proper doctrinal place. If we don't know our place, them same 50 people, we could spend the next, listen, I know churches where people just die left and right and nobody new came in five years. You ask any local pastor right now today, how many people they baptized. In the last five years, I didn't have some look at me at deer in the head with deer in the head like baptized new new members child at eight. But but let me tell you why it, it's it's not the pastor's fault. It is us as a, a body of believers not knowing our position. It's like saying everybody is on first base. Well, who got second? Who got third? Who got the outfield who's the umpire who' the back catcher who's the pitcher? if everybody's standing on first base ain't no game you just got a crowd where, where do you belong is, is that's my question what what location what space what office what place what what position do you play and unfortunately we we got a baseball field. Full of bitch sitters. <laughs> I'm petty you know. this morning. I'm here for some violence. Anyway, oh, any, anybody else? That's a word, though. <laughs> you you on fire today because when you said that, as far as the baptizing, we we're baptizing weekly, now. I could be maybe twice a month at the church, and I'm seeing a lot of new people. But you know how revolving is a re- revolving door. But when you said that, you talked about listening and not hearing the word. Um, wow, Beyond. Going to church for what? It has changed. When you can see it online and you're going and just, yes, my ministry ain't in there no more. It's not. I know that I'm supposed to be with the millennials and, and loving on them and being, you know, the intercessor for them and even physically showing up. The mental part of it, um, Holy Spirit gave to me because it's a lot of, even as I'm at the school right now, these babies in the morning, I have to go on major off walk with them because they're coming in heaven. They're not even five. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I got to
0: go on a nature walk
2: right now looking
1: for pine cones. Y'all pray we find some. Mhm. I hope y'all find some pine cones. Cause they falling. I want to address the question. Um, I think for unless your mindset has changed, um, the going for the assembling of yourself and not just that self
3: ministry. Um, sometimes we don't know when we sit in one place. And and you said it all, but I'm just saying from a from a person that whose mindset needs to be drawn, just like you said, what do you, your light, how does it shine, where does it shine from, does it draw? Um, And if you, for some people, if they don't go to the house and a house that is truly doing the deliverance, the ministry, the pouring, um, then they won't get it. It, I just, that's, that's, I go because I know that there is fullness. I don't go for the people because I, I know that, that, that there is a well there that you can draw from. That, sure. That. Yeah. You, you, um, you go to a prophetic house and, and in most cases in in all honesty, in especially denominationally uh, prophet apostle, evangelism that's that's almost cuss words in a lot of places as if it's not as -hmm. if it's not necessary like it like it's irrelevant it doesn't matter to the modern day church are you slow what i'm confused why would he to some he's given apostles to some he's given teachers why would he say it if if it was not a location to occupy a lot of people, especially depending on how you grew up, you don't know what the apostolic office is, and ain't doing much to find out. It might be you that that may be something we 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 actually talk about matter of fact, I think that's gonna be my next Wednesday teaching. We're gonna talk about helping you identify what function you have in the body because for real if if you were created to be a pitcher. And you in the outfield, you are out of position. You are out of you you out of proximity of even being able to operate in your gift because you out of location. Abraham's movement put him in position to be the forefather. His courage to move around when instructed to relocated him so that it allocated not only his office but it also gave us a point of reference considering he is still the father of all nations. He's still famous because he had the courage to move around.
2: The yeah. beyond.
3: All this right. So yeah. No. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Let's get an order real quick. I hear like four people. So who, who is that? That was just talking. Cynthia. Hold on, Cynthia. Who else was that? Christina, Christina and Swanita. So we're going to do this. Swanita, Christina, Cynthia, go in that order.
4: Okay. I just wanted to share um, something. Um, I, I, um, I'm friends with a young lady that doesn't attend church. She doesn't go to church. And I really don't, I think that she had kind of even fallen away from just, you know, even just God himself the studying the word or anything of that nature. So she has a medical condition. She needs a um, a new heart. And literally, she does, I mean, she actually is, is um, considered to have a heart transplant but she finds out today if she's going to have that and we I suggested and I'm a person (laughs) that really struggles when it comes to fasting but I suggested that we fast uh, up until the day that she goes to the doctor which would be today but we've been fasting for 10 days um, and I suggested to her because she's a She's on social media um, a lot. I know that she couldn't fast from not eating because she's, you know, very thin and she doesn't eat much anyway, but she needs to eat. So anyway, so she fasted from social media, but she's on all the time. And she's she's a fan. of like elder Barge. so she really she was a person that went to every concert that he had she would fly here fly there fly there you know or whatever but um she last night i decided we decided it was a few of us that fasted um for her and with her and um you know i learned a lot about myself through that fast um And so yesterday, we decided to get on the call, all of us get on the call together, and kind of discuss what the fast has done for us. And her testimony was, you know, because I was sending scriptures daily or whatever and things of that nature. And her testimony yesterday was so powerful that she said that she didn't realize how far away she had gotten away from God and how far... She has gotten away from the word reading the word and studying the word, and that she was on social media so much that um you know that she was concerned about everybody else and what they were doing and um everybody else's life instead of her own and focusing on her her relationship with God and focusing on um, um her health you know and what she needs to do she said so this has brought her to a point where she you know, has got a, a revelation pretty much in that she's gonna to continue to stay off for at least a month or so, um, which was like shocking, you know, and and um it was just a blessing that we, you know, all kinda of came together and decided to do that. And like I said, that it really taught me because I usually don't make it through the fast to five, but we did this till six every day. Well I did. Everyone had their own fast um what they were going to do but um fasting till six o'clock um every day and it you know was it was a challenge for me but i he let me know that yeah like you said you put in food you know you let i'm gonna let food come in between a relationship with me and god that, that he wants that intimacy with me but yet i'm like so focused on eating like I can't you know go without eating, but it just really um, transformed something in in myself so um, you know I just wanted to share that because yes what are we you know um, just seeing just hearing her yesterday was just amazing Um, and because we didn't you know I didn't know what it was was she actually doing I would check on her every day but she said yes you know she would tell me just different things but Last night we kind of summed up and we prayed. Last night it was just a blessing uh, to me, just to know how God has been moving, you know, in her life. So I just want to share that.
3: Very good. Very good. It's, it's it's important and it it it's and having that level of accountability is necessary. If Jesus Himself studied in the synagogue, if for all those years even Jesus didn't he he grew in capacity he transformed from this little carpenter boy into his isness he knew who he was but he had to he had to learn who he was he had to learn how to apply who he was and having those different relationships. And even when he built his ministry, when his ministry began, I say this all the time, the first thing he did was build his squad. So he would have some accountability. His life was disciplined because his his call, his mantle, his office of operation was more important than his agenda, more important than what his peers had going on. Amen. Go go ahead, Christina, and then Cynthia. Okay, so in line with your previous question about why do we go to church? First and foremost, you go to serve. Um, you're supposed to serve Jesus for the servant leader. Uh then we go we go to get trained and taught, like you said, so that we know uh, what office we're under and then taught how to operate correctly in that office, and then we're sent out to evangelize. So that's really the main focus. A lot of people say don't forsake the assembly of yourself, but if you're assembling and learning nothing, or you're assembling and you gossiping about other people, or you're assembling just to say you're going, but you're not learning, you're not serving, then you're not going out and being a light to the world. Why are you going? That was my first point. And then the second point was um, in service on Sunday, the pastor was talking about how pre-COVID, pre-pandemic, you had people that served, that operated, and volunteers, whether it's in the parking lot or in the children's ministry, whatever it is. But then after COVID, we've gotten like ago, and just feel like we can just sit and soak, sit and soak up the word, get a good message online. And he said that a grape that sits and soaks in the sun and the glory of the sun is no more than a raisin. So just, that's something to think about. Are you being a raisin right now or are you serving? Okay, that's all, I love you. <laughs> very good thank you for sharing christina go ahead cynthia
1: okay um you when you was asking about why do we go to church my my thing is i'm learning everything now you know i i have been going to church because it was in me to go all the time but now i'm i'm learning all this stuff about why are you going to church? I'm I'm learning all this about you're
3: supposed to serve God. You're supposed to read your word and stuff like that. And I think a lot of
1: times uh, you give such good messages, but I think people like me just didn't know. And so we're at our age, early age, where I think
3: for me what I have should have known or what I should have been taught, when I was younger, I'm learning now. So stuff that I'm hearing and I'm learning, I thank God, but it's like, I, I, I have to cram so much in. I, I'm i hearing this and I'm like, wow, this is good. Oh um, man. Why didn't I hear this when I was younger? I remember going to church. I remember just going to church because it kept me, I I want to say safe, but then Sometimes it didn't keep me safe because things was happening to me in the church or whenever I would go
1: to people's house. But I'm, I'm learning all this now. Some of the stuff you be saying, you be blowing my mind. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, am I supposed to know how to do that? Or we were here
3: at one time and we're here again. So to me, I think it's because people just don't know. And like you said, we're going to have a class. Are you going to teach on, you know, what we why we should be going to church and stuff like that? I mean, what, you, what you're teaching us is really good, but I'm so – and I may be saying the wrong thing. You guys can correct me, but I am so behind because me being going to church, not knowing what to do. I was just going because that was something – that was put in me when I was going with my grandmother, just going. Didn't know I was supposed to go home and read the Bible. Didn't know I was supposed to go home and pray. And so now I'm trying to do it all. And I'm like, and sometimes I feel I- I'm grateful, but sometimes I'm like, man, I am so behind. Why couldn't things happen like that when I was younger? Why couldn't somebody grab me or pull me aside and teach me and tell me these things? And so now I have to do it now. That's all I want to say. Very, very, very good. And you ain't behind time. The Bible says there's a time and a season for all things. It, and sometimes you, you feel like you missed the, but the reality is nothing happens until it's time. So don't don't beat yourself up feeling like, listen, I know folks that's 70 years old and, and, and come into the knowledge of Christ as, and been in church for 70 years. How about that? And it also says, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear.
0: Yep. Yep, yep,
3: yep. So I just want to encourage you. That was Cynthia.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Mr. You
3: You're learning now. Thank God for that. And move forward. Don't keep beating yourself up for what you didn't know. Thank God Mm -hmm. for what you're learning now
0: and put it to use. Love you. Thank you.
3: I will.
1: Amen.
3: Amen. Anybody else? (laughs) delay, but (laughs) not deny. Say it again.
1: Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Sister Pastor Dion. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I remember you saying, um, uh, you ever notice when transformation comes for your life, certain people show up. God will send you someone. I had to reflect on that. Um, And first it was my bishop, who is still my bishop, because I was in the ashram praying in the enemy's camp. Mm -hmm. And the Lord sent me my bishop. Mm-hmm. Then I remember walking out of church and turning to him. It was just him and I. And I said, is this all to it? Just like mm-hmm. that. That was the Holy Spirit talking through me because I didn't know what I was saying. I just said it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I met Elder Claibon.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I saw someone. Yeah. He was my minister of music and I was in awe. I was awestruck. Because I never saw someone speak with such clarity in the supernatural consistently,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and he's been a gift to my life.
3: Yes, he has. Elder Claiborne is a beast. Yes. Mhm.
1: Then I, I I um uh, met his mother. I went Mm. through counseling with his mother Mm -hmm. after all this foolishness that God allowed to happen in my life. Mm -hmm. And now I meet you. I just want to say that I love you with a whole bunch of love. (laughs) love Um, Because, and I look forward to, because I know that I'm on my way. Finally Amen. and I'm doing the work that's necessary to be done. And I'm you know, yesterday I want to say this and I'm done. Yesterday I heard the Holy Spirit and I'm getting up and I'm saying Good morning, Holy Spirit, and sometimes I miss it, but I just jump back on board because there's no condemnation. I keep it rolling, keep it moving. I don't have time anymore for none of that. Um so he told me to go take care of something in the community. I don't know their schedule. I don't know their timeline. I don't know anything. But I know that this this, this uh, situation exists. So, and I stumbled upon it, okay? So I thought, but I was probably him leading me because the steps to the righteous order ordered to, to find sure. out about this. So I get there and sure enough, it's happening. And I get a, tremendously blessed. But here's what I was excited about that I heard his voice. Mm-hmm, it wasn't mm-hmm. what I got blessed from. I was excited to stand in there knowing, oh my God, I do hear from you. I do hear from you. I do hear from you. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yes, man. That's ma'am, what, and that's I what it feels like. Heck yeah. Yeah. Good. That's, that's what I was elated about. So I just wanted to share that. I really um, just excited for all of those who are on track to moving into what the Lord has for us, figuring out who we are and what we're called to do. Um, I have an idea, um, but I'm pressing on and and, and he hasn't released me yet to express that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm just um, doing what's necessary. I just appreciate you.
3: Amen. Just keep growing. It'll absolutely happen. We'll we'll get to hear it firsthand. I'm excited. Yay. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning, Saints. This is Leisha, And um, I just wanted
4: to, uh, you know, appreciate you for allowing God to use you because see, that message you just
3: gave put a fire under me because I knew what God called me to do. But i just been working, taking care of family. You know, of course, I pray and meditate and put God first. But that thing he called me to do, I need to pursue that even harder. And so, you know, hearing that message is like a reminder. And there is a way for me to do that. Oh,
2: wow.
4: I don't know, who's, but uh, there is a way for me to do it, you know, because I I know in my heart I've been called
3: to teach and preach, and they have an evangelist in a um preaching course at my church. I just haven't thought it out. So when you gave that message, I said, you know, I'm going to email my pastor, or I'm going to talk to them when I get to church Sunday to see how I can sign up for the course, you know, because it is time to do what god has called me to do you know so i appreciate you who are hearing from the holy spirit to know just what to say because i know it was god that that told you to tell us these things so thank you so much hey, amen let's move around move around uh, your
1: position hey
3: hey so yeah i was going to add to that that um you know, the message that you preached preach on today was the message that I got um, from the Holy Spirit for my own life. Like, I had been at my church since 94, and I was active in the church early on, and then I took a seat, and then I, like I was telling you the other day, I went through some things, and God said, turn around, I'm calling you, right? so. I already knew what my gifts were, but I went when I went back this time, the Lord kind of started using me in another way. Like I went to church, heard this man speaking in tongues, and I was able to interpret his tongues. And for the first time, I stepped out in that gift, and it just blessed. I mean, it just blessed the church. Well, people who I shared the message with, because I didn't know the protocol, because I was actually visiting a church that I had no um, intentions on visiting that day. I had someone ask me, was I going to come? But my spirit told me to go. So I went. However, while I was there, I started feeling this tug on me that I need to be at this church. Well, I wrestled with that because I'm complacent, like you said, and comfortable at my own church, right? And so what happened is I've been hungry for some things from God. That's what led me to the declare victory line, right? I've been hungry for some things from the Lord. And so I wrote down a list of things, what would be my advantages of going to this church. And do you know, I went when I went to that church on Sunday. This was my third confirmation because I wasn't going to join the church unless God gave me confirmation. And so, every time I went there thinking I was going to pull out, no, I'm not going to do it this time, he would send me a word in the message. And I, when I wrote this list down, On Sunday, the pastor said, we don't need any more members. We need laborers. And when he gave that message, um, that was my third confirmation that I needed to be there
2: at that church.
3: Because what it is, is like you said, I need to be trained in the office or in the gifts that God has given me, even though I know what they are. I have not perfected them in a way where I can move in them unless I just hear God say, Do this, and then I'll do it because I know His voice. But like when the church thing happened, He just subtly put it in my spirit. So it wasn't like an item voice. You get what I'm saying? It wasn't what Mm -hmm. I was used to. So I had to be led by His spirit to do it. But as I'm doing it, He's giving me the confirmation. But it was. Every bit of what she was teaching this morning, you know, and um i need to I need to connect with you so I could get into some of those classes or what what you guys are doing, so that I can' because I'm trying to mature in God, and you said something about apostle, I was wanting to know a little bit about that because this thing that I moved in this last time was a new gift and I said well I know about one gift or two gifts but I didn't know about this one right so Mm -hmm. I was like is it possible that somebody can operate because I know that God gave me uh, a couple gifts that
2: he specifically spoke them to me so I'm kind of needing to get some more clarity about that and thank you
3: so much for, you know, just, man, you're just awesome in God. And um, inc- I'm encouraging you. I mean, I know you you need encouragement, but you you are obedient and moving by the Spirit of God, and it is truly a blessing.
2: And um, mm-hmm. And
3: I want to be able to do that in my life. You know what I'm saying? I want to grow and mature in God, and that's why I knew that I needed to make this move. Um, because it was about growing, and Amen. the one thing, the one thing I wanted to do, I said, God, I want to get back to winning souls. Because and that's all. You know, that's all it's about, Monica. That's at yeah. the end of the day, every single thing that we do, every single thing that we do. Listen, every single thing at the end of the day, it's like a baton pass. If you in your location. And I'm if I'm if I'm leg number one, she leg number two, he leg number three, they leg number four, all of those, every single one of you is important. It's it's not this is not a one monkey show. This and but if if ain't nobody moving, if all you do is show up on Sundays, clap and shout, honey, stay, just forget it. Stay home. Mm-hmm. Never mind absolutely, positively selfish. And it's not fair to somebody that's about to kill themselves because you out of position. You're supposed to be somebody's mm-hmm. friend. But if you don't never show up, they don't even know you exist. If you don't never talk because you're living in your isolation and the lot that the devil did told you about not being enough, your friendship and <laughs> my survival is not helping me. hmm right? When we're out of position, everybody loses. Nations lose. Somebody is created to be an international prophet. Somebody is created to be in this region. You all out of position. And we, we can't win if you're not in place. If you don't know who you are, if you lost, if you still operating from a slave mentality instead of the place of sonship, everybody loses. It's not fair. Because you lazy, because you refuse to, to change anything, because mm-hmm. you you too concerned about, uh, I, don't, I don't feel like it. I'm sleepy. I want to watch Netflix, because you live an undisciplined life. You mm-hmm. a thief, straight up. No other way to you're a thief. You're stealing. You're robbing God. We always consider it money. Wherein have you robbed me? In tithes and an offering. Well, the reality is, all tithe is a seed. It's not always about money, sometimes it is. But if you can't hear God, if he, if, if you can't hear, listen, we get on this line day in, day out. Every, every now and then, somebody has sent $10, somebody has sent $20. All of that's fine and good. But if this is a field that you graze from, it's important that you sow here. I, I don't just teach. <laughs> Right, we, we out here moving stuff and, and on the heels of that we're doing unexpected blessings. And this unexpected blessing, I want to how um um uh, make sure at least ten foster youth that are moving from foster care into college dorms, I wanna furnish they whole well I'm not I don't wanna. I'm going to furnish and equip their whole room on us. And I'm partnering with Lobdell and Lane, so ten kids. We go into whatever university or, you know, uh, here locally, they'll be recommended, and flip their whole room so they don't have that to worry about. You understand? So so there are things that are important. If you call to give, that's your responsibility. <laughs> right? It's it's important. There, there so It's so much more to this, y'all. But if you can't yeah. hear, you don't know. Yeah. If you won't live a disciplined life in an effort to hear him, you don't know what to do. Hey. And and you're stealing from somebody whose life would be altered from your obedience. Literally. Hey. Okay. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Hey, this is Glow. How you doing, dear? Hey, baby. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So in school, we learned that. It had become socially um, a socially acceptable uh, activity, for just showing up at the church and going through <laughs> it because that's what the ritual was that we learned. And so the what the ritual. Holy Spirit is saying, mm-hmm, Holy Spirit is shaking is saying He's shaking off the grove, the grave clothes mm-hmm. of it being socially acceptable. I just show up at church and I do nothing and I I, I eat and eat and get fat. And don't eat and, eat and eat and get fat off the word. And I do not apply it.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Holy Spirit is calling us out of that foolishness.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And I appreciate you being a voice that we can hear. One of the meditations we did, one of the, the devotionals we did yesterday, um, a man was, the testimony was that the writer had a friend, a neighbor that he re- relational related to supposed to be evangelism evangelizing for a whole year before he ever mentioned salvation to the man. And the neighbor got upset because he said, why did it take you a whole year to bring that, to say that to me? What if I dropped dead? hmm Because people are. In real life. And people are real dropping life. dead, going yep. to hell because cause you selfish. Yep.
4: I'm going In back to life. life.
3: Love you. Love you more. It's It's a real thing, y'all. Folks sitting up at dinner tables, dying, losing their soul, dying prematurely because they don't have the substance, the capacity, the tools, nor the relationships necessary to sustain life from a supernatural place. Because we selfish. Period. Ain't no middle to that. I'm not I'm not I'm not having to I don't want to live in no regular house in heaven.
1: I one with them
2: yeah. how, do sell, how do I go into this, <laughs> this uh, ministry?
1: You
3: can sell via cash app. It's just I Declare Victory Now or PayPal at uh, PayPal. You, you can go Wait to the website. Minute. Slow Decl- down. I Declare Victory. I Declare Victory Now on PayPal. Yes. N-O-W? Yes, ma'am. And you say this is which one? Cash app? uh, Cash app. But you can just go to declarevictory.org. And so that way, that's PayPal.
4: PayPal. Okay. Declarevictory.org.
1: Yes, ma'am.
3: Yeah. Oh, and how do I get, connect with you? I need to get, um, how do I, do you, can I get your number or something? You you can um actually go to the dot com. Just send me a message or desperate what, for different. I
2: know. The I radical medwife.
3: Where is that? The radical com. Uh, I
2: know where I find that at dot com.
3: It's the email. No, no, no. It, it's it's just my website. Go to the ra- and and schedule an appointment. midwife dot com. Um, Dion? Uh huh. I think she can um also benefit from Archer Circle tonight if she. Wants I, to I was just about to say it. I was just letting her uh, finish. Right. Is yeah, this that, that, is this Wednesday night? it is okay i'll be a uh i'm gonna be at bible study but is y'all's online i mean on through the phone it's uh through zoom same phone number just through the zoom platform so you just join the meeting and dial the same number you called it to, to call in to declare victory that's okay in that is, okay go ahead uh that's that's a seven
0: christina
2: It's seven thirty Pacific center Time. Mm-hmm. Okay, seven thirty. Okay. Oh, all right. Amen. Okay.
3: Okay. I will be joining you guys for some of uh, the things you have going on
2: on on this line. Um. All right. I just wanted to learn a little bit more about um
3: some of the things you were speaking about. So
2: absolutely. All right. Absolutely.
3: Hey, it anybody else have anything? It's about five after the hour. We've gone over time, but it's it's okay. Good investment of time. Anybody else?
1: They just said Archer Circle was 7.30 p.m. Is that what they just said? Yes, ma'am. It's 7 p.m. Just wanted to make uh, that correction. It's not 7:30. Is it 7? It it's is 7 at seven. PM. Oh, it's it's at, 7.
3: at 7. seven. Okay. Okay. This uh Amen. Okay. <laughs> amen. Um, well listen, to God be the glory. Um we'll meet right back here at five PM. Again, Archer Circle is at seven PM this evening. Um, for those of you that want to contribute to Unexpected Blessings, I'll be um, raising, and you can actually, if you want to donate like pillows or comforters and you know things of that nature, because I want to, you know, the kids we want them a little neon lights. I want I want to make it so special, especially if you know anything about the foster care system and what that looks like when these children age out of the system. If they don't understand the the tools that are available for them, to be real honest, they'd be struggling. They'd be hungry. If you want to buy a case of noodles. Um, you know, think non-perishable stuff that we can actually send packages. I think I'm going to do Davis and Sac State, uh, San Francisco State, uh, all the the local universities here. Um, And I'm getting referrals from some of the foster care agencies for these children to be able to really, you know, impact their lives. You know, everything is not about Sunday morning and and Wednesday night. Some stuff is about tangible things. How do people know you care? They don't care what you know until they know that you care. You know, we want to catch some of these millennials, some of these babies that Didi is responsible for, and get them tapped into the fact that it's not just church, that ministry is way bigger than a building. Move around, honey. (laughs) Move around. Amen. Listen, I love you guys. I got business this morning. I pray that you have an amazing day. I pray that you are supernaturally empowered to go after who and what God called you to be so that somebody else's life can be altered because of the obedience that you are willing to walk in instead of the fear and the complacency and the plain old pure D lazy that you have stood in because you didn't think you were necessary. You are necessary. We need you. You're relevant. You're important. It's extreme. Nope. No, ma'am. It's extremely important. Amen. I love you guys. I pray you have a wonderful day. Meet you back here at 5. If not, hear you tomorrow. For those that are going to join the Archer Circle again, 7 p.m. this evening. And listen, go and grow in love. See the Jesus that somebody needs to see. Ciao. We need you. Bye, guys. Talk to you at 5. Bye. I love, love you. Everyone.
2: Bye, everyone. Bye. Have, have a
3: good day. day. Love you. See y'all at 7 p.m. tonight. Bye. <laughs> All
0: right, bye, you guys. We love you.
3: Have a good
0: bye. day. Love
3: <laughs> we love you more,
0: girlfriend. Love you love and thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs>